Welcome to This Week in Location-Based Marketing with your hosts, Rob Woodbridge and Asif Khan. It is time for This Week in Location-Based Marketing. This is episode number 260. And if you divide that by 52, that makes five. This is our fifth year anniversary. We've been doing this for five years. My goodness, it's November 23rd. I'm getting old. I'm getting tired. I don't even know. I don't even know how to describe it. I'd like to go back. If, if we went back to the very first one, uh, I, I bet you I'd look much younger. <laughs> both of us. I'd, I'd look the same, but I'd look much younger. Both of probably, us. Wearing, probably wearing this exact same shirt. Yeah. Well, today is November 23rd, 2015. My name, of course, five years into this hasn't changed. I haven't uh, I haven't gone back to my maiden name. My name is Rob Woodbridge from foco.co. Now, that has changed. But uh, I'm located in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, which hasn't changed. And with me, as per usual... It is Asif Khan of the Location-Based Marketing Association in Toronto. Um, pretty much here for the for the balance of the year now. This is good. This is it. Um, this is it. Um, and uh, excited about that. We don't have any snow yet, but it's coming. And uh, nope. I don't know. You have snow in Ottawa? Nope. No. No yeah. snow. They got nailed in Chicago. They got nailed I in Minnesota. Saw that. But no yeah. snow in Ottawa. No way. Yeah, we got nothing. But you know what happened yesterday, Asif, on Sunday? Do you know what happened Sunday afternoon? What? Uh, the Ottawa Red Blacks, oh, our CFL team, made it yeah. to the Grey Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is basically, wah, wah. yeah, I know. Basically, it's it's not, but it's the the Canadian Football League. For those of you who aren't Canadian, the CFL uh, is. I think there's like what four teams in the CFL now. About that, something like nine that. Nine teams, I think. It's a very yeah. small league. It's and, small. Uh, it's always been small, but it's. Uh, congratulations, Rob. <laughs> Thank you. Just a precursor to the Senators getting into the Stanley Cup Finals. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So this yeah. is uh, our our team, Ottawa. They used to be called the Rough Riders. This is the only league in 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 professional sports that had two teams called the Rough Riders out of nine. We had the Ottawa Rough Riders and the uh, Saskatchewan Rough Riders. But then the Rough Riders went out of business after 100 years. And then we brought somebody back. I, I can't remember what they were called. They were not called the Red Blacks. They were called the Renegades, the Ottawa Renegades. And they came back for three years uh, under some terrible ownership. And they went bankrupt. And then uh, eight years later, um, they came back as the Ottawa Red Blacks. And yesterday, last year, they were two wins and 16 losses. This year, they they had a, uh, I think they were ten and six, um, and or or twelve and six, something around eleven and seven, somewhere around that. And then they have advanced to the finals, which is incredible. Anyways, I, I don't I don't follow football. I'm still I can't even watch hockey now because it just doesn't. But you're a hometown boy, so you'll do it. Yeah. Well, no, I don't I don't jump on the bandwagon. Uh, but I did take my son to a game this year. Uh, Jack wanted to go, and we went, and it was one of their only losses. So <laughs> I should not be at the stadium. Anyway, that was big. But the biggest news, Asif, this yeah. past week, my God, like this is, first of all, it was 20 years ago yesterday on November 22nd that Bruce Springsteen set out on his very first uh, acoustic tour for the Ghost of Tom Joad. 20 years ago yesterday. That's crazy to me because it just seems like yesterday. But if you haven't heard, he's got a huge box set that is dropping at the beginning of January, at the beginning of December. Uh, it's called The Ties That Bind. It's all about the river, an anniversary special about the river. It's all these outtakes. It's all these great photos. It's a one-hour um, documentary on the making of the river uh, by uh, Tommy Zimmy, who did all of his other documentaries. And I've heard it's great. It's going to be airing on HBO starting this coming Friday. But the big news is that with this is some unreleased music. So if you can, if you can, if you can believe it, he's actually got. Uh, they released it today, uh, some unreleased music 
there's a new song called Party Lights, and it comes from that era. It's not brand new, but it's new to everybody because it has never been released. It's called Party Lights. And you stick around at the end, I'll play the whole damn song because, you know what, I don't care. It's it's Joyous Springsteen. But the biggest news, Asif, the biggest news. I'm going to have to tune out early, Rob. I know, I know. But the biggest news is the <laughs> fact that there's a rumor, a persistent <clears throat> rumor, that he's actually going to be appearing on Saturday Night Live. That's a fact. December 19th, he's going to be the musical guest on, on SNL. But then starting in January, he's going to embark on an E Street Band tour. Bruce on the road, baby. I get to take my kids to a Bruce Springsteen show. Come on. We should just end the show now. That's all the news we need. What else is there? Yeah. Uh, wow. Okay. Wow. It's big, big. It was a big day when I heard, I heard all this news. It was yeah. big. It's big. I'm a little emotional. But uh, I, I think I can get through the show if, if, you're, if you're willing to continue. I know, I know, nothing, nothing tops that. No location stuff we'll tops that. We'll give it a sh- shot, yeah. All right. You know? So, okay. Springsteen uh, hey, th- back on tour. I, what else can I say? <laughs> Just, I can't wait. Uh, so that's my news. Now, the LBMA has anything going on? What's, uh, what's shaking with you guys? We have a few events uh, between now and the end of the year. Mostly kind of holiday mixers, drinks, cocktails, mm-hmm. you know, get together have a cup of eggnog with a friend uh, and talk about your location. And um, yeah, so there's a few of those going on. There's a uh, event, uh, the Chicago chapter is hosting uh, a cocktail on December the 3rd. Uh, the um, Dallas chapter is hosting one on the 9th. Uh, there is also likely to be one here on the 9th or 10th here in Toronto. We're just finalizing that. That'll be up uh, tomorrow, I think, on the site. Um, so yeah, so there's a bunch of things going on that week. Also that week in L.A., uh, the LA uh, chapter uh, is participating with BIA Kelsey in their conference called Next that runs from the, on the 9th and the 10th uh, in Los Angeles at the Lowe's Hollywood Hotel. So a bunch of stuff still going on in that kind of you know first week of December-ish or second week, I guess, of December. And, uh, and then it pretty much shuts down. There's nothing else going on you know till the, uh, till the new year. So, um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's what's happening with the LBMA. Sweet. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Well, I don't know. My my news was far greater than that. I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 For once, Bruce well, Springsteen you know. trumps everything. I would like to know how many episodes out of 260. Now, is this available in uh, on Apple Music? Not, no. I, I think this is only available on YouTube at this moment. Okay. Because right? you know, he didn't like pull out like an Adele and say, no, no, this is not available on Apple Music. That's right. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. Adele. Adele and Taylor Swift. T-Swift. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure about any of these. Like, you know, that's for those people who are trying to make a lot of money in art, being an artist. I don't know if it's if it's if this is the thing you do. Like, Springsteen cleared, I think, 200 million dollars in touring last year. So, you know, I think that that's the way you make the money. Anyway, yeah, that's just me. All right, Look, I would put my stuff on Apple Music. I'll just put it that way. You can hear. Here we go. Um, Yes, yes. I don't. I. I. Uh, he is not. Um, I, I just. I was going to say. I don't know. Out of the 260 episodes that we've done, I think a little retrospect. I'm thinking like, how many times? How many episodes did not involve me saying the words Bruce and Springsteen? Not many. I think no, he's been pretty, in every episode. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. That's been our little uh, Easter egg right there. Every single episode, Bruce Springsteen. Springsteen's been there. He's the guest that has been there, but has never accepted an yeah. invitation to be on the show. All right, we got a, a great show 
Speaking of shows, we got a great show. It will not be as epically long as a Bruce Springsteen concert, but uh, you have uh, Ryan Lal, who is the director of D Theory, um, as our guest. We are back to having guests. Uh, I'm so happy we've got our 10 stories. We've got our industry news and, of course, our member news. And then if we have time, we'll see. We may or may not have a resource at the end. We'll play that by ear, right? Yes. Depends absolutely. on how quickly you want to get to the uh, Bruce Springsteen song. How's that? Uh, yeah. I mean, that is the resource. <laughs> that is the resource. It's right there. The resource is Bruce Springsteen. So we got right. 10 stories. Do you want me to kick this thing off? Kick it off. Let's do it. All right. Okay. So how long ago? I got. I, I was trying to find, when did AOL buy Millennial Media? It was recently, wasn't it? Like within months? Six months, I think. Six yeah. months ago. Yeah. So obviously now uh, here's our first story and it involves AOL's Millennial Media spying on you from your home. Pretty much the way that it comes down. This is the this is the the promise that 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 connected televisions and mobile has had forever. Now we love Shazam because Shazam is that perfect blend of mobile and screen recognition and marrying the two, right? So you Shazam an ad and it gives you all the information about that that uh, that product, and then it knows that you've Shazam that ad. Your phone does so that basically any app that involved with that with that uh, Shazam can then use you and push you videos and banner ads and retarget you. And it was always that was the that was the link. And now with Millennial Media, they're doing this with set-top boxes to be able to actually link what you're watching to pushing you ads on your smartphone anonymously. And this is all done through Rentrack, and it's an aggregator of data across all these cable companies, all their satellite providers, and it passes all of that digital audience into Millennial Media's product DMP. And then Millennial Media anonymizes it and pushes it out to the AOL products. And then it displays ads that you they know you were exposed to on television and that now you become exposed to while you are actually using your device. This is crazy, um, but it, I think it's just limited to AOL properties, isn't it? And AOL apps at this moment to see if that's what I gather from this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but remember, like, there's the whole sort of... Uh embedded uh, data gathering piece like Yahoo has with Flurry and all that other stuff that sits on so many apps out there. So it's crazy. I think the reach is pretty big. It's, it's monumental. Like, and, and, you know, that's exactly what it is. And this is I, I, my only thing is that how do you how do you anonymize that data? Like you have to at some point know that my house watched that and my phone was watching that and then marry the two. It, it can't be anonymous if it lands on my phone. I'm sorry. It can't be. If you know what mm. I'm watching and then you, you push ads to my phone, I'm sorry. There's no such thing as anonymous. That's not anonymous, right? Like, is it? No, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Like I mean, the... it, it's well, it's anonymous in that it's not like coming up and saying your name. Hi, Rob. Yeah. yeah. How are you today? But it, but it's it, it still knows kind of who you are and you know what your <laughs> what your watching habits are. Looks like and uh, all that, right? So it's it's pretty targeted. It it is like when anonymous. Remember all the hoopla around Netflix and the predictive uh, algorithm that allowed you to find out that that was actually Susie from you know Third Avenue that. That, that made that request? Well, this is even less anonymous than, than that. There's no algorithm that is required here. And I think if, you know, if Apple, which I, I love, Apple, when it looks up a phone number, when it's ringing, it'll go to the internet and, and try to say and guesstimate who that phone number is coming from. Has mm. uh, that ever happened to you? It says, it may be this person, which I love, right? Because yeah. oftentimes I don't have call display. And, um, and it, that is not even anonymous. So this, this is further this is a far-fetched story from being anonymous. This is definitely not anonymous. And now they're talking about as well for um, smart televisions and tracking through smart TVs and linking those up to smartphones. And I think this is this is from a marketing standpoint, freaking amazing. 
Yes, from super a cons- cons- from a consumer standpoint, terrifying. Big Brother, yeah. and it's and it's AOL watching over you, folks. There you go. Mm. You have mail. Mm-hmm. That's exactly. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Um, all right. Shall we jump to the second story? Yes, please. Okay, our second story. Um, you know, like it's a big planet, Rob, and there's people uh, you know that uh, travel all over the place, like me. There's people who uh, you know move from one country to the next. You got refugees coming over from Syria, and uh, you got people who care about people all over the place, and they got to send them money, mm-hmm. right, to help out with the uh, family back at home or, or what have you. And it's, it's a big thing. It's a big market, actually. And uh, one of the biggest players in that space is Western Union, a yes, uh, company that's been around a long time. Uh, apparently, the global market for um, money transfer, if you will, around in this way, you know, from sort of people sending money overseas, is a four hundred billion dollar market. That's a big market, four hundred billion dollar market. And uh, so they announced this week a new partnership with WeChat. Uh, and so there's an integration that's been built between Western Union and WeChat. And so this will now uh, enable uh, American U.S. only. WeChat users to send money cross-border and cross-country uh, to over 200 countries uh, and territories uh, with the uh, Western Union Connect platform, all on all powered through WeChat. So this is huge when you're talking about money transfer, not just you know, hey, I can send Rob five bucks. Um, but please do. But uh, yeah, yeah, please send him five bucks. <laughs> send and, money. Uh, but uh, you know now now you can you know through WeChat you can you know and people the the interesting thing about this is you know when you think about platforms like WeChat or WhatsApp or any of these kinds of things you know a lot of people who use these platforms are using them to communicate with people overseas so they don't have long distance calls right. they don't have all that stuff and so if it's the same platform you're already using to have a conversation with your family back home you know, why not use that to, to transfer money as well? So uh, I think this is a brilliant partnership um, and uh, makes a lot of sense. So WeChat and Western Union teaming up. You know, I I'm, I'd make a bet that companies like Facebook would get right into this. And they're talking about uh, monetizing the uh, the messaging app and, and putting commerce in there. And this just makes sense. Yeah. And I, I will, uh, I'd love to get a little more insight into that. So I'm gonna actually, now that we're, we're back to guests, I'm going to see if uh, we have a good uh, friend over there from the LBMA, uh, Nick Cerise, who runs mobile and digital at Western Union. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and twist his arm to come on the show and tell us a little bit more about uh, where that's going. You've called him out. Yeah, yeah, Nick. <laughs> Nick, you have to be there. All so. right, well, that's, uh, I, I, this is just the beginning. I think everything will be commerce-enabled at some point. I'll be able to just think about sending you money, and I'll be like, oh, did you get it? Yeah, maybe not. A wink. It'll be like the wink. Yeah, yeah. let's do it. All right, our third story involves, uh, this is a quick story. Uh, I did not know that, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe this, this is a made-up fictitious thing, but, uh, but you know, Redbox, these guys are massive. I was, I was talking to somebody about them today, is that I had no idea that over their entire existence, they've sent 4 billion discs to people. In fact, last quarter, they did 132 million discs were sent, were, were provided for people to thir- by 33,000 kiosks. That's crazy, man. That is a big yeah. company. That's big. What happened? Like, how did these guys get so big, right? And and uh, I don't know. Like, I thought discs were done. I thought DVDs were done. I thought it was all over. That was my impression. Maybe I was wrong. Anyways, that uh, these guys on November 16th declared it 
America's Movie Night, 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 night. It was a one-day event where you could actually go on to their Instagram page, the Redbox Instagram page at Instagram.com slash Redbox, and you would get a coupon for a free movie on November 16th. So if you're just hearing this, and it is obviously November 23rd. Too late. Too late. But uh, this is this was a big deal, and uh, it was it was fascinating because these are obviously in kiosks and grocery stores and in malls around across North America, and um, and the proximity made it very easy. All you had to do was just go into their Instagram feed, get the coupon, get your free movie, and uh, you could even order it or uh, reserve it online or through the Redbox app. Fascinating, easy, simple. But it was called America's Movie Night, and it was already happened on November sixteenth, so you missed it. But uh, this was pretty, pretty amazing. I wonder. I, I'm eager to see. I couldn't find any of the results. How many movies were actually um, rented or given away for free? But these guys do brisk business. Redbox. Yeah, the yeah, ultimate. and they're always and they're always at every retail local. These guys yeah. are there. They're always trying to see what's next and how they can get involved. So great company. But these guys are. They, they've got to be billions in revenue, right? Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. Like, I, I mean, I'm just amazed. I'm amazed because we had, you know, Netflix got out of the DVD rental business and Zip.ca here up in Canada got out of the uh, rental business. And, and these guys just understood that the that that marriage of imprinting DVDs at the time of uh, purchase and then having a self-destruct piece on it. Like, it's just it's smart. God, there's, people are smart. Yeah. What could we do? This? I was thinking, like, could we do like mixtapes? On-demand mixtapes yeah. that, that self-destruct yeah. in 24 hours? Be good. Uh, could we I mean, do... you know, Guardians of the Galaxy brought the mixtape back, bro. Well, I, that's what I'm thinking. Like, could, could we do something like that? They would be like, oh, listen, all the greatest hits from the 60s, right? Here It'd are eight songs. Right? Well, eight songs that you can only play for 24 hours. What go. do you think? Yeah, the Snapchat mixtape. The Snapchat mixtape. That's right. <laughs> it's <laughs> <laughs> perfect, Asif. Oh, my God. And then, yeah. you know what? With Snapchat, you could then extend it. If you wanted to borrow it for another day, That's then you could say like should. an extra dollar and you got it for another day. I'm all, I'm all in. Let's do it. we got to come up with a name. So Snapchat is taken. I'll think of a name when you go into the next story, okay? Red Bob. Okay. Our fourth story. Uh, National Geographic uh, has teamed up with uh, the National Park Service in the U.S. And um, apparently this year is the 100th anniversary of the founding of the National Park Service. Uh, that's coming up. This is 2016 I'm talking about. And to get ready for that, uh, they've launched something called uh, Find Your Park, Love Your Park. And uh, it's all about you know, encouraging people to go to the, uh, the national parks across the U.S., uh, creating a series of activities, interactive maps, curriculum uh, for, for kids and educators, uh, explore, protect, love your park is what they say. And uh, it's pretty interesting. So it's got... Uh, you know, documents animal tracks uh, at local parks. It's got geocaching and scavenger hunts built into this. It's got digital maps um, of every park, um, all kind of powered by National Geographic content and, and uh, quality, if you will. And, um, you know, celebrating, like I said, 100 years of uh, the National Park Service in the U.S. So I think this is pretty cool. Um, I don't know why we can't do this in Canada with our parks, but uh, we should. And uh, let's get on it. I'm calling, I'm calling people out today. What's up with that? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But, like, um, how about national parks into used car salesmen? Like, well, we're calling people out. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I, oh. I'm all for that. Yeah. So we all know how terrible, you know, going out and buying a car, a, a new car is, right? 
it's just terrible. It's such a bad experience everywhere. Even apps make it seem like it's easier, but it's still such a terrible experience and a costly one. So think about that. Now amplify it because you're going to, have to buy a used car. And the cliches about used car salesmen are all accurate. I can guarantee you, right? Mm. They, there's a specific type of person that becomes a used car salesman. Um, and they live up to the expectations that you right now have in your mind. Well, here's a company. I mean, it's a company called Carvana. And they are a used car sales system. Now, the whole goal with these guys was to alleviate that pain, which was to go into a used car sales lot and go through that whole negotiation process. So they moved it all online. So this is this is what it was. You know, they, a couple of years ago, they basically were trying to emulate what CarMax was doing and getting into simplifying the car buying experience, the used car buying experience. So they would go online and it, within a matter of moments, the information that, you know, you'd have to type in a bunch of information, provide them a bunch of information, and then they would tell you what you qualified for and whether or not you get a loan and then you could buy the car and then it was done. 20 minutes later, you had your car and then you could choose whether you wanted to have it picked up or delivered. And now most people wanted to pick it up at a local dealership. So they created these relationships with the local dealerships. They shipped the car, whatever it might be. You, you know how it goes. You know, you know how you buy a car. Um, and then uh, they decided to try something a little bit different. So they realized that so many people were actually going to pick up their cars at these dealers that they could save some money if basically they could pick it up in one spot, their own dealership. And the result? It seems ridiculous, and it absolutely positively is a five-story, fully automatic vending machine building for cars. And it's located, it will be located just out of Nashville, Tennessee. It is supposed to be a, a pictured in your mind right now, a vending machine with cars up the side and a, a conveyor belt that brings the cars down and a huge place where you put a coin. So basically you have a coin because you bought the car, you go all the way to Nashville, Tennessee. They're actually subsidizing flight, $200 worth of travel vouchers. And you go there and you've got this big coin and you get to Nashville, Tennessee and you put the coin in and it goes and picks up your car and puts it on a conveyor belt and drops it down slowly through the elevator. And then it backs out. They call it moonwalking out of the building. And then you pick up your car. They say... People will spend uh, between $1,500 and $2,000 less because of the, you know, it's not being sent to them. You don't have to pick it up. They don't have to pay the dealers. It's in this one location. Um, and they think that the capital costs will be high at the beginning <laughs> to build this thing. But then it will pay off later on because I'm not absolutely sure why they think it will pay off. Wow. Um, because of the customer experience is what they said. This is Garcia, who's their, uh, who's their CEO. Uh, I do not... <laughs> I don't understand this. I just don't understand this. I, I, it's a car. Like the it, there's, you know, I say this all the time. Like you know, like, like there's all this great technology out there. You know, beacons and Internet of Things and all this stuff that we talk about on in in the world of location. But you know, like Why? there are these people that just just decide that you know it's just too cool, and we have to do something with it. So we're gonna do this, and it's it, it's uh, yeah, it, it it boggles the mind. I don't I don't understand. I don't understand. Like boggles the, the, mind. the, the whole the whole idea of buying a car and simplifying the process is to basically it's is to not basically is to make it more convenient, right? So yeah. you know, the, I remember whatever ten or twelve years ago, a friend of mine bought a car um, on eBay, and I thought, what you bought? You actually did that? And he said, yeah, we bought a car. It was a Ford Explorer, and it was from. Florida 
and he bought the car and then he was just waiting for it to be shipped up here right like the last thing anybody wants to do is go into a lot and and go through this process especially if it's just in nashville i i don't get this i don't get this you want to impress me you know what print my car in front of me right yeah that yeah. would be impressive right go and spend instead of spending a million dollars on this ridiculousness go and print yeah. my car right don't don't yeah. do this don't do this please carvana don't do this Please don't do this. Oh, uh, well, okay. All right. Well, those are the five stories. Some good ones in there. Some freaky, creepy ones. Some head scratchers. Some good ones. Hopefully, you've learned something in there. Uh, my takeaway is that Bruce Springsteen will be touring in the new year. Uh, that's all I got to say. Those are the five stories for the industry news. Asif, tee up this guest, Ryan Lal, director of D Theory. Go to it, man. Yeah, I had a chance to sit down earlier today with Ryan. Uh, so he is uh, the director of D-Theory. They are the digital out-of-home uh, agency for the Omnicom group, uh, so a huge uh, part of that huge organization. Uh, the cool thing is is they're, uh, while they're part of Omnicom, they're not beholden only to Omnicom. They can work with anybody, so uh, so that's pretty interesting. They've partnered with you know Titan and, and several others uh uh, over the uh, over the years and and other agencies, so so that's that's really cool. Um, so yeah, I had a chance to sit down with him, a guy who's been in the industry f for a long time, knows everything that's going on in this space, works with a lot of our partners, a lot of the LBMA members uh, that are in this space, and he's excited about what location and mobile and out of home uh, mean for the future. So no further ado, here he is, Ryan Lal, the director of D Theory. Well, it's that time of the week where we get to bring a special guest on the show, and this week I'm excited to welcome Ryan Lal, uh, who is a director with D-Theory. They're uh, the digital out-of-home specialist uh, agency that's part of the Omnicom group. Ryan, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Yeah, so uh, digital out-of-home, obviously that's something we talk a lot about on, uh, on This Week in Location-Based Marketing. And uh, you've been at it for a while. I know you were at PosterScope uh, before and, uh, and some other uh, players in the industry. Um, but maybe before we jump into kind of where, where that's all going, just tell us quickly you know, who you are and, and, and what you guys do. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I've, been in, I've been in out of home for over 10 years now. I actually started my career over at Zenith. Uh, moved over to Outdoor Vision, which then became PosterScope uh, after being acquired by Aegis. Uh, while at PosterScope, I was able to um, work quite closely with some of my counterparts in the UK there, and we brought the Hyperspace brand, which is a digital out-of-home agency, uh, to the US. Uh, did that for a little bit, and then in 2011, I had the opportunity to um, create and launch D-Theory uh, as part of the outdoor media group of companies, which is the out-of-home specialist for Omnicom. So D-Theory is a standalone uh, digital out-of-home specialist agency. Uh, we are responsible for, for all the strategy and execution of digital out-of-home uh, for Omnicom brands and clients in the U.S. Um, it's, it's, quite, it's quite a unique position. Um, I think depending on how you define it, digital out-of-home, if you ask 10 people, you probably get 10 different answers. Uh, how we define it um, for Omnicom here in the U.S., it's uh, digital place-based media, of course, uh, digital signage, which can uh, include anything from large format full motion signage like you might see in Times Square, uh, as well to uh, digital roadside bulletins. Uh, and we also, um, a little bit uniquely, we also um, do all of the uh, planning and buying for cinema as well for the U.S. for Omnicom clients. Fantastic. That's, uh, that's a pretty broad uh, set, set of platforms um, that, uh, that you reach. So pretty cool. Um, 
so at the LBMA, we when we talk about location-based marketing, we define that as the intersection of people, places, and media. And you know, one of the reasons that we're so excited about the opportunity around digital out of home is because the way we think about it is that you know, mobile can tell us where the target is, but <clears throat> it's really about whatever media is available to us as a marketer in that target location. And that could be any, you know, digital out of home uh, is definitely a big piece of that. So how do you see kind of that evolution of, you know, location-based data and location-based marketing coming together with the work that you're doing today? Sure. You know, I think, you know, leading up probably until maybe about a year, year and a half ago, you know, we were kind of working with clients and, and working with a lot of working based on a lot of assumption. You know, it makes a lot of there's a lot of common sense that says, hey, listen, when people are out like, on using their mobile device, mostly they're probably going to come encounter with, you know, an out of home format, whether it be traditional static or digital. Um, so there was a lot of common sense and a lot of working with clients to help them understand that correlation, that bridge between, you know, the digital and the physical world. Um, but I would say in the last year, it's become extremely exciting because we have a lot more accurate data. Uh, coming into the play, in, coming into the into the landscape, where we can now look at data, and, and one of my clients, in fact, Josh Spanier, at Google Media Lab, recently spoke at the Out of Home National Conference, and he said, you know, data trumps assumption, uh, and now we're kind of using a lot of that data to back up all of the kind of stra strategy work we've done historically to kind of help clients bridge that gap between the digital and the physical world. So, you know, having a, a broad understanding of you know the at a home marketplace and the formats and the locations the physical locations on the ground and how they can kind of you know uh, enhance and augment what you're doing in the mobile space uh, has really become you know quite a hot button topic you know for us and our clients yeah I, absolutely I think the data is, is is really key both on the sort of uh, you know segmentation side as well as the uh, kind of measurement or performance side we're seeing some movements on, on, on both of those um, talk to me a little bit about uh, technology. Uh, we're seeing a, a great deal of integration between screen media and things like beacons and near field and RFID and, and, and some of these things sort of being embedded into screen. Um, you know, how do you see that uh, evolving and, and have you done work in that area? Yeah, we have. We do quite a bit of mobile integration in the out-of-home space and I would say it's, it, it, the, the growth in that area is, it has kind of been exponential for us. And what it allows to do, you know, I think they're all tools, whether you're talking about NFC or geofencing or QR or beacon technology uh, or any other technology kind of on the horizon, you know, we see those all as tools. We kind of have a, you know, our, our philosophy here at D-Theory is we kind of always want to cast the largest net. We want to use all of the best available technology as possible in a particular campaign to allow us to engage with as many, you know, you know uh, engage with as many of that particular target audience as we can. Um, you know, it's interesting, it's like, I said earlier, you know, we use these as tools. You know, you know the data, the, the technology, it's all commodities to us. It's kind of what you do with it. Um, but what, that, what those tools and what that data allows you to do is basically what's really exciting clients is it allows us to start um, implementing kind of digital best practices or the same ways that clients look at you know, executing campaigns in the digital space, whether it be digital online, desktop, tablet, or mobile, but allows us to implement those same practices now in the physical world through out of home as out of home becomes far more sophisticated uh, at a much quicker rate. And, and to some extent, you know, turning it in from, you know, from just advertising or, or you know, media placement to actual creating experiences and, and, and driving some engagement with, with consumers, I would guess, uh, as well. Absolutely. Um, 
you know, if I can ask you this, I know it's it's never the easy question, but uh, do you have a, a favorite uh, execution or campaign that uh, you've done or been involved with in the last year? Sure. You know, we, we've done a lot of really cool, interesting work. Um, you know, one one campaign that we worked with one of our retail clients, Levi's, was very interesting. Uh, it was one of the very first Beacon campaigns to be launched here in the U.S. Uh, and, and while I can't go into a ton of detail into it, we saw some unbelievable engagement rates. Uh, and, and it also gave us a, a, and I'll set the campaign up for you, but it gave us kind of a roadmap which to work with in terms of looking at and talking to clients about, you know, out of home plus mobile versus kind of just what we call passive mobile campaigns. So, and we're seeing co quite a bit of, you know, enhanced engagement or additional engagement when you have out of home plus mobile as, a, you know, as opposed to just, you know, passive mobile campaign in a market. Um, so what we did kind of very simply to set it up, we were, uh, and you may have seen, heard about this, but we basically worked with um, Titan, who's now Intersection, with some phone kiosks, and we had uh, put beacons installed. We had beacons installed in them, and then we also partnered with a a a, uh, a clothing uh, and kind of a fashion um, app called Shop Advisor. And what we did was basically people who had um, Shop Advisor on their phone, we were able to serve push notification. Um, messages for an offer to Levi's. So uh, once you got into within a specific range of that phone kiosk, uh, and if you had Shop Advisor on your phone, we were able to send you a push notification. Hey, would you like an offer from Levi's? Which then took you through to a, a larger landing page, which had a store locator, the offer, um, and it also you could drive that person to that particular Levi's store. We also put beacons in those stores, um, which which was nice because it helped us to build a very um, a very detailed kind of ROI model, which is very difficult to do in out of home via time stamping so we were able to understand exactly when um, you know a particular consumer walked by a phone kiosk a Levi's branded phone kiosk was served the message at what time opened the message at what time walked into the store at what time and then used, redeemed that offer and made a purchase at what time so we could really create a nice timeline of that consumer journey from the exposure to the out-of-home unit to the mobile integration to accepting the offer and an actual drive into retail now that's kind of a real, you know, kind of a holy grail type of scenario. If you think about it, it was a very small, so very small scale test, but it was able to prove a lot of concept in terms of the effectiveness of out of home and mobile working together and driving to retail. Yeah, and sometimes it's not about the size of of the uh, the test, but the fact that you're tying some of these things together and you can show what's possible. And I mean, I do like the fact that you uh, you tied that to an app um, that people already have on their phone. So from a distribution perspective. Uh, you know, you didn't have to go push downloads of uh, of something that uh, you know people didn't have. So, so that's really really smart. Um, all right, uh, last word. Uh, w where do you kind of see things going in this space? What's next for you? Uh, what are you excited about? Yeah, I mean, right now for us, I mean, obviously we work with some of you know the biggest blue chip brands out there. So, you know, they come to us a lot for innovation and what's next. But and what I'm talking to a lot of my brands about is that. What we're seeing now is we're kicking the tires on so many different pieces of data, so many different technologies. You know, innovation is, is to us is really collaboration. Collaboration is the new innovation. What we're finding is that there is no magic bullet for data. There is no magic bullet for technology. You know, in terms of the out of home space. So what we're finding is that we have to pull in you know more and more stakeholders from the technology and the data side to then link to creative. Um, to link to strategy, to link to the actual operators, the inventory on the ground. So we're finding that we're having to collaborate with more and more players and finding out you know, ways to establish protocols and ways to streamline and being efficient in terms of the media strategy to the execution pro 
uh, process is really what we're focused on and doing that at scale. So how we're using data to really take, be smarter about how we select inventory and being smart about how we optimize creative during a campaign and obviously pull all those results in so that we can optimize for the next campaign. Exciting times. We hope to, uh, to be able to work with you at the LVMA as well uh, on some of that stuff. Uh, we're always doing cool experiments and be great to, uh, to work with like minds. So uh, thank you for your time. Uh, again, for our audience, we've been chatting with Ryan Lal, the director of D-Theory, uh, part of the Omnicom uh, group of companies. Thanks for your time, Ryan. Really great to have you on the show. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, really appreciate that. Uh, looking forward to working with you in the uh, in the future. And uh, yeah, uh, the future is very, very bright for the, the marriage of mobile and location and out of home and where that goes. And uh, maybe we'll see you at Retail Loco. That'd be great. That'd be good. That'd be great. That'd be good. Yeah. So, All right. So what do you think? Member news? You got uh, five items in the member news, and then I think... I do. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll blast through these like we usually do, um, because uh, there's some good stuff in here, though. Uh, I'll start with the first story, jumping over to uh, our Swedish operations, and uh, there's a company over there called Senyan Lab. Uh, in fact, uh, Marcus uh, was over from Senyan Lab at our last retail logo uh, in Chicago, and uh, these guys this week have announced something, a, a, new, a new platform, uh, or a suite, if you will, around their technology. It's called Step Inside. That's one word. It's an SDK uh, and, uh, and a beacon platform um, that is really about facilitating radio data collection, uh, system calibration, um, and indoor positioning in general. Uh, it does a lot of things though. So it's not just latitude and longitude like positioning. It also can tell you uh, what floor somebody's on in a multi-level building. Um, and it, it, it's, it, it's, it's a kind of a, a very, very sophisticated algorithm around uh, that blends a bunch of sensors together to give you very accurate indoor positioning. So again, that's called step inside. One thing I like about it is we hear a lot about with these beacon platforms, you know, the shelf life in terms of batteries and so on. Uh, I understand these. Uh, one of the one of the benefits here is that uh, the the battery life uh, on this is engineered for about five between five and eight years. So a decent uh, a decent range there in terms of uh, maintenance and and uh, and uh, you know having to uh, to replace or, or uh, the equipment around that. So. Again, uh, Senyan Lab out of Sweden uh, launches uh, Step Inside. Cool. Uh, second story, uh, another one of our members, Gravy, uh, which is a location-based uh, uh, behavior analytics uh, company, has teamed up with a company called ROI Checker. It's just as, as you think it sounds, ROI Checker, which is a predictive analytics uh, solution around events um, in the restaurant industry. And so together they've launched a joint uh product called VisitCast and it's a solution that helps restaurant chains increase profitability by predicting foot traffic. So it predicts foot traffic uh, based on historical visit uh, analysis and future events and activities around individual store locations, individual restaurant locations. So it, it, it bl basically blends the Gravy uh, Gold Local Insights context platform with their um, ROI Checkers predictive modeling piece to help restaurants understand um, future uh, traffic flow patterns and 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 um, you know where that's going to go. So powerful stuff there. Uh, I love when data companies come together to uh, to put their stuff together to bring you know even more valuable insights to the industry. So that's focused on the restaurant gravy and ROI checker. Third story, uh, roaming around, which is a company that uh, is out of Boston. This is a company that uh, is. Um, 
working with beacons and, and geolocation indoor technologies uh, in the hotel uh, industry. And uh, they've launched a, uh, a new uh, tool called Rapid App. Uh, it's all one word, Rapid App. And what this does is it converts mobile and, and responsive websites into apps uh, on the fly. So it just takes your website and converts it into an app that can then work with the Roam About platform to leverage all the geolocation um, and, and indoor positioning capabilities. So in other words, you've got a, a website, you've got all this great content, you've got all this stuff up there. Uh, you know, basically with you know, uh, a very simple uh, transition through this thing called Rapid App, turn that into an app that can then interact with beacons and GPS and, and other indoor location technologies in a very rapid deployment, as the name says, Rapid App. So there you go, roaming around. Helping the hotel industry move quicker into the world of uh, of geolocation. Um, four story, I love this story. This is really really cool. So Google uh, has teamed up with Virgin America. We've talked a lot about what Virgin America has been doing lately, but uh, they're at it again. And this time, you're all, we're all familiar with Google's Street View uh, platform. Now think about doing that in something called Seat View. So you want to book a flight on Virgin America to any one of their 22 destinations and instead of you uh, waiting to get on that plane and, and seeing what that experience is like to fly Virgin, well guess what? Using the power of Google Street View technology, you can get a 360 degree interactive tour of your seat view of what it would be like to be on that Virgin plane. Um, so the tours include the Airbus 320 cabin, uh, indoor and outdoor immersive experiences around that. Um, and you can see the, uh, the views. Uh, currently, they're covering uh, routes from San Francisco, New York, LA, Dallas, Washington, and Chicago. Um, so I, I love this kind of stuff. I love when they take technology, like something that we're all familiar with, like Street View, and apply it to you know, the world of giving somebody a virtual experience in this case around you know what you know if you've never flown Virgin uh, it's an experience and I think if, if you can experience it before you book a ticket and see that compare that to another airline let's say this can help sell a lot of tickets so uh, I like it so Virgin and Google team up to launch seat view and our final story uh, is uh, Oxfarm the, uh, the the nonprofit uh, organization that uh, is basically trying to eradicate poverty on our planet. Has teamed up with XAD, and uh, they've launched a uh, an interesting campaign uh, that's running over the holiday season right now. So it's it, it's uh, basically from now until the end of December. It's focused on Chicago, Seattle, and Philadelphia markets in particular. And so anywhere where Oxfam, Oxfarm, uh, sorry, did I say that right? Yes, Oxfam, not farm. Yeah. I hate when I do stuff like that. Oxfam, anywhere where they're running uh, out-of-home uh, ads in the underground subway platforms uh, in New York or New Jersey, bus stations, airports, grocery stores, where they've got magazines in the grocery stores that are carrying Oxfam ads, anywhere where there's an ad uh, that's going on, whether it's out-of-home or in a magazine, uh, using geolocation to kind of uh, mark all these spots, they are then, uh, you know, connecting that up with XAD data, um, and then being able to to basically target these people um, that are close to where they're running advertising. So we're using mobile audience insights, if you will, from a geo perspective, 
to to match up uh, where there's actual ad spend going on out of home or otherwise for uh, for Oxfam to uh, to try and drive more donations during this uh, during this holiday period. So good stuff all around. Boom. Now yeah. Oxfam is something completely different. Yeah. Just yeah. so you know. Just it so is. you know. What what is it? I don't know what Oxfam is. I can look it up pretty quickly here, though. I should have yeah. done that while you were talking, but I was like, hey, Oxfam, Oxfam doesn't sound right. Oxfam. Yeah, but... O-X-F-A-M. Sorry about that. Yes, but I'm going to hear Oxfam is, uh, doesn't exist, so it's fine. It's basically Ox... Oh, no, wait. I'm going to search instead for okay. Oxfam. Here we go. Muskox Farm. Is that what you meant, Asif? The Muskox Farm or the Blue Ox Farm? That, that's that's what I meant. Yeah. Yes. I didn't know that those guys were doing location stuff. <laughs> ha ha ha! Those are the five. There you go. Very. That's important. Member news. I didn't know that Ox Farm was a member. Uh, I, but if yours wasn't in there, boy. Xad is though. Xad definitely. Xad yeah. is definitely a, a member. Well, look, there you go. Interesting, interesting stuff going on in the LBMA. You should be a member there. And if you are a member and your news is not there, reach out to a Seif at the lbma.com or rob at untether.tv hey listen before we um before we uh, do we have time like i we we i know we have a resource here but I, you know what i started using again path just joking yes just joking just joking don't tell me you're using path no no just a joke yeah. <laughs> that's too funny eh? i'm sorry sometimes i make myself laugh um i no, i started uh Did i, I don't hate it i know it went weird for me. It went off the rails because what I'm yeah. interested in is, is automatic, automatic cataloging of the places that I've been. And heyday, stop doing that. They like, like it's all these guys that start there, and then they realize they can't make any money, so they have to create diaries and and yeah. stuff. So, but what I what I did, it's very much like heyday. It's called Memento, and it's now featured in the yes. App Store, and uh, it's it's a paid app which I like. Um, and it's and it's beautiful, right? So it, it does the same thing. It ties into your location, your driving capability, everything that you would, all your photos that you posted, all your social media posts, and it puts it all in one diary type of thing, and it does it automatically. And then you know what I had to download in order to be able to get my location was Moves. So I had to go back to Moves and and just to catalog locations so that it ties into Memento. And and that's that's but they should just use all of the stuff on Apple. I don't understand why people don't yeah. just use the Apple stuff. But Momento is my is my pick for the app of the week. Uh, I would I would go and download that thing right now and, and play around with it if if you want to catalog your own location. That's that's what I got. You wanna you, you wanna do Thank the you. do you wanna do the resource? No, no, no. We'll, we'll hold it for next week. Okay, that's good. That's good. So that was Momento app, and uh, you can go and check those guys out. I, I I like it. It's it's very pretty. The interface is great. So go and check that out. All right, okay, we got it. We done. I think so. Is the moment we've all been waiting for about to be upon us right now? I don't want to hold you back any longer. Oh I know my you're God. This is a song called Party Lights. It's from the new River box set called The Ties That Bind, which is also a song in the river, for those of you who don't know. But this is called Party Lights. It has never been released before. It was just released today, November 23rd. And here it is for you guys. It's just music. Enjoy it. Dance all you want. But... Go and buy the box set. And then, of course, we'll see you on tour in, in January. Cannot wait. AK, next week, buddy? Yes, absolutely. I will be here. For 261. Folks, we'll see you later. Have a great week, everybody. Enjoy this. But do you miss the party lights? Do you miss-